Hello, my name is Ramona McKee with QuickSuitFish.com. I'm Reagan Dickinson with Graphics Pro. This is Charlie Calvary. If you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast, hosted by Terry Combs RG, Regular Guy, and Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorators. Prepare for the wild. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, December 1st, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. Did you say December 1st, Terry? I know. Did <laughs> <What> that <laughs> freak anybody else out? All right. I get it. Well, I'm like Mary, years, my... like going over the falls, you know, and it, we just can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> it just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. All right. Well, I'm Aaron Montgomery. I'm with our success group, and uh, my mission is to inspire you to build a business that you love and uh, it's one of the things we get to do here on Two Regular Guys. So 526 episodes in, I think uh, we're, we're doing a good job there, Terry. Um, right. So today, Terry, we've got another friend that we, a new friend that we met at Printing United, and he's going to be joining us to talk about kind of navigating the printing equipment marketplace. We're kind of at that end of the year time to be buying equipment and, and whatnot. And uh, his name's Tom Riley from Press Room Solutions. And uh yeah, I don't know how we always end up meeting new people at uh, at these events, Terry. It seems like maybe we're socializing or something. I, I believe so. I believe there's a little wine and maybe a little beer involved, and uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's always fun to meet some new folks that uh, that we get to tell about our show and and uh, they and they tell us a little bit about their business, and we we all decide, hey, you should be on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, do we throw it out? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, we love to do here is is kind of see how things fit together, right? So we don't we aren't always, uh, you know, talking to a screen printer or a, a decorators per se. Last week, or not two weeks ago, I guess we had Thanksgiving holiday in there. Two weeks ago, we got to talk to Wayne, too. And, and actually, Wayne introduced us to Tom. So, uh, yeah, really, really uh, fun how this always works out. And oh, wait, I totally guests. get it now. Networking. I understand what they're saying. <laughs> All right, there we go. It, it makes a ton of sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, make sure you stay till the very end and get your helping of the secret sauce. And I'll be mixing up the sauce today with proper screen mesh tension and what all that means. All right. I'm looking forward to that secret sauce. So yeah, make sure you you stay till the end. And um, we've got a, a, a new segment coming up for you here. Cassie has been carrying that flag and doing an amazing job. So we can't uh, tell her how much we appreciate her for sure. I just appreciate that. And, and the fact that what she does for the industry, what she's doing over at the Apparelist and, and their group over there, just uh, great information. So I will uh, highly encourage you if you have not already signed up to get their newsletters and whatnot. It'll be in the clips as we go, but um, uh, it's it's worth uh, making sure you stay connected over at the Apparelist there, Terry. So, um, all right. Absolutely. Well, shall we bring her in then and then dive let's right into this? Let's, let's hear all what right. Cassie has for us today. All right. Here we go. morning guys um y'all are too kind first of all i have a little guess as to why everyone approaches you at trade shows and it might have something to do with your small celebrity status in the industry that's just my two cents um but headlines that's what we're we're here for right now so first one um colorado business owner ready to fight nike on trademarked logo 
really interesting. We've been covering a lot of trademark and copyright stories recently. And then me being based in Colorado, this is kind of an interesting one to me personally. So the story is Schemen LLC is a brand geared toward ski, lover, toward ski lovers, started by a ski lover. Stephen Fusick designed the logo for the apparel business himself. It's a skier doing a trick called a daffy. So it's kind of like a spread out skier and went through the trademark registration process in 2020 with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. So he did receive the trademark registration for the logo in December of 2020. And then from there, he built his online brand and began selling women's, men's, and kids' ski apparel and accessories, all adorned with the trademark's logo. So he's now facing potential trademark trouble after receiving multiple cease and desist letters from Nike. So having gone through the official avenues to receive his trademark, he hopes that that will protect him. Um, he's very curious about how Nike found his business and was surprised it would send a cease and desist letter to a small brand like his. Um, there are a lot of details this story, to this story, and a trademark lawyer actually did weigh in on the original um, news article that was put out. So I, I encourage all of you to read this because it's really interesting um, and definitely relevant to uh, apparel decorators. So. Stay tuned for more on that. Second headline I have for all of you regulators this morning, Bastex releases direct-to-film powder-to-film system. So we're seeing a lot more companies diving into the direct-to-film world, right? Um, a new DTF powder-to-film system from Bastex that uniformly coats DTF films with adhesive powder has been released. The announcement came from Mark Vasilintone, president of Bastex International. So the PTF 100 consists of a steel case on a stand with a clear polycarbonate door set at an angle. It comes with two identical cartridges, each of which can hold approximately three pounds of adhesive powder. Um, it can accommodate film sizes up to 16 by 20 inches and features an adjustable timer for repeatable results. So again, seeing lots of companies make the dive into the DTF world, Bastex just being one of the latest. Final headline I have for you guys this week. Champion unveils new styles featuring technology to reduce microplastics pollution. So this week, we're taking a break from discussing the potential sale of the Champion brand and instead talking about this cool new line that has some sustainability features. So Champion Athletic Wear announced the newest styles as part of the Eco Future Reverse Weave with Cyclotechnology. This is a patented and science-based solution that allows synthetic textiles to behave more like natural fibers when they enter the environment. So over 60% of today's textiles are made with plastic-based synthetic fibers like polyester and nylon, which remain indefinitely in the environment because they're inherently not biodegradable. So by incorporating this Cyclo technology, uh, the new styles reduce plastic textile fibers in the environment by giving polyester an eventual expiration date. This is all according to a press release from Haynes Brands. The collection also features dyes with ingredients derived from nature, including things like pomegranate fruits, which is pretty cool. Um, so again, nice to take a break and actually see some new sustainable styles coming out. Um, that's all I have for you guys this week. Thanks. Really interesting news items every week, and uh, that the Vastex powder to film system, the direct to film uh, 
Potter Shaker was in the Equipment Zone booth at Printing United and will be in the Equipment Zone booth again in uh, in Long Beach. So awesome. looking awesome. forward Check to that. that Very that cool. Yeah, Very definitely. Cool. And, and our he- other headlines, I, I I have not read about this uh, owner uh, Nike trademark thing. I, trademark stuff is so... I was having a discussion just the other day with some folks about it, right? Like just the, the challenges of navigating it and and uh, how, how that all works. And and I know we've had Gordon Firemark on here to, you know, kind of demystify it a little bit for us. And, and even in then it's like, well, we've got to bring him back because it's still. I, I would you know, love I would love to hear his comments on this because it sounds like this uh, this gentleman has done everything he needs to do to uh, yeah. with the, with that trademark and the trademark office uspto.gov they they will give you details about what it's the closest to and things like that and and either granted or not granted so i think he has a strong uh, a strong base to stand on here agreed 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 all right and well. then of course champion you know pomegranate uh <laughs> Oh, your shirt smells delicious. <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to do that to you one day, Terry. I'm going to get you one of those champion shirts, and then we'll, I'll be... Yeah. What is that, pomegranate? <laughs> is that pomegranate? I love it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, speaking of loving it, uh, we got all our regulators checking in this morning. So, Chuck, good morning to you and Sheila. Happy Friday. And Rhea Cooper, hello. Good morning. Um, Mr. Wayne diving in here. Afternoon, chaps. He must be uh, over in the UK over there. So good to see you, Wayne. Thanks for tuning in here. And, and thanks for the wonderful episode last time we were on two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm going to mess that up all day, Terry. So it's okay. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> and then uh, Jerry Dahlheimer checking in. Good morning to you. And um, we've got Dot Tone Dan popping in. So hello, Dot Dan. Good to see you, sir. All right. Well, <laughs> Terry, um, we also, uh, I've, I didn't know any good jokes to tell last week because we did not have a dad joke segment last <laughs> week. So I think uh, we should probably bring you a pretty good dad joke today. Are you ready, sir? I, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I, uh, I uh, was going to go seasonal, but I thought I'd wait till next week to start. The, All right. The Hold on to that. Jokes. Yeah. Yeah. We. <laughs> We'll get that seasonal dad joke in uh, for the Reggie announcements next week. But uh, you got a great one here today, too. So here we go. You know, Aaron, uh, I recently took a management position on Old McDonald's Farm. Oh, yeah? What was that? I'm the new (laughs) C-I-E-I-O. C-I-E-I-O. <laughs> oh, very good, Terry. I, I'm, I'm just going to give that one a round of applause. I'm sorry, Eric's not here to be shaking his head on that one. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's a real head shaker for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would have definitely shaken his head on that one for sure. <laughs> we, we've been typing in. It's a play on words. It, he's referring yeah, to CIO or CEO. Long... <laughs> yeah, exactly. A exactly. giant explanation longer yeah. than the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? He did put the banners in though, so there was not any parentheses. So maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I there you go. Know. All right. All right. Uh, Aaron, before we dive in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. Uh, we need your voices still. We would love to have regulators participate in our show intros like you heard this morning. Go to decorators.inc, I-N-K, forward slash intro, and read a few sentences to be a part of every show. And as we, we say every week now, we've got a few, but we'd love to have uh, more voices, so don't be left out. 
We are always looking for new guests. And if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, to book a future episode or email us at info at tworegularguys.com with your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we'd appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, or wherever you do your podcast listening. If you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions. Indeed. Yeah. So um, back to the intro thing really quick. I was actually chuckling after I played the intro. I'm like, oh, wow, these are brand new and we already have uh, some moving and shaking. So I'm like, well, we can't use that one anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we need more. Bring a, If you've moved jobs recently, come in and put your <laughs> put your yeah. voice behind this. All right. Well, Terry, are you ready to bring Tom in here and uh, and let's have this conversation about equipment? Awesome. Well, let, let's, let's uh, without further ado, we're going to welcome Mr. Tom Riley to the stage. Tom, Press Room Solutions, how the heck are you, sir? Good to see you here. Good morning, guys. Great to see you guys as well. It's been a, a few days huh, since we last met. Exactly and there was right. a, it, it was a little louder time. too when we met. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's always the 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 occasion, right? But uh, you're you're 100 right about networking, and you know that's that that's the best way to go about business is is networking. You know. Yep, 100. Well, yep. so Tom, we don't uh, get too much into the, the the reading the bios thing. It's just not really our style, and. Um, so we, we always love to kick things off, though, with like a little brief introduction about yourself and maybe just share your experiences in the print industry to kind of give people a little background before we dive into the content here. Sure. Um, you know, I was just thinking about it. Uh, I was, you know, chuckling when I got on here about two regular guys. Today, we're going to call this three regular guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because that's really what I am. It's just a regular guy. But, uh, you know, early on, I actually... Uh, my father had taught uh, graphic arts and taught a lot of electives and stuff like that, wood shop, drafting, autos and stuff like that. And just got into the graphic arts side, um, you know, did a lot of silk screening, taught uh, a lot of classes about silk screening and stuff like that. But yeah. my heart was kind of pulling me towards the press side of things, you know, and um, here in the Chicagoland area, there's a lot of direct uh, mail printers and that just got me excited when I would walk in there your heart would start racing and everything like that from a very uh, young age probably about high school or so you know and uh, just kind of took took classes in high school took classes in college uh, that offered uh, you know printing and stuff like that and uh, you know was doing a lot of desktop publishing at first you know designing stuff and you know, it, it felt like it was the same thing to me. So I wanted to challenge. I wanted to be more interactive with guys like yourself, you know, and just started getting into the sales side of things. And, uh, you know, I found a, an opportunity um, with the equipment side of things and uh, dealing with just a, a lot of blue collar people out there, you know, um, mm -hmm. and really found a liking to that. So here I am now, 15 years later, and, you know, still loving every day. There's different challenges and getting to meet great people like yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tom, real quick, before we get too much further away, talk to us a little bit more about that transition from an employee to a small business owner. 
Yeah, um, you know, I, I kind of just started just sweeping the floors, you know, and just worked my way up uh, the last uh, five years at my previous company. I was the senior vice president of sales for the company. And, you know, so actually the transition was pretty seamless, you know, uh, just more responsibility um, put on you as, as you start to become an, an owner of a business. Right. You know, you, yeah. you're not. Uh, thinking of just sales, you got to realize, okay, what's, you know, the checks and balances, uh, how am I protecting myself? Um, you know, and just, just the, the, the little things that you never thought of when you were just focused on sales. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your little slice of the pie has become the entire pie, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you talking about my body? <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of pie around Thanksgiving. Nah, yeah. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking Thanksgiving, you know, a couple apple pies. There you go. Well, so you talk to business owners all the time about your products and, and, and uh, what you're doing. So talk to us a little bit about what you see as the keys to business success based on, you know, the, your, your dealings with new businesses all the time. The key is reputation. Your reputation follows you everywhere. It doesn't matter. You go reputation, and I talk to a lot of partners I have in the industry. Do similar things as as I am on uh, equipment. And if you have a bad reputation, you can never leave that reputation, so to speak. So um, that that is a huge key. And just like we talked about going out, networking, and just you know providing great customer service. Um, that, that seems to be a lost art, you know, and, um, you know, just following up, even if you if you make a mistake, you know, own up and say, hey, I made a mistake, guys, but this is how we're going to fix it. Right. And uh, that just adds to your reputation. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It really is just about, like you said, the, the, the reputation and, and those relationships that you're you're building. Right. And, and I think that. Uh, it's so, so great to kind of be able to go from like your experience, you know, I've same for me, we're going from an employee into owning my own business and all that kind of stuff. And still I, my, my dad actually told this to me one time. And I have always remembered this. He says, it doesn't matter what, you know, it's who, you know, right. It's yep. about those relationships that you have with people. And, and so what, what a, what a great uh, key to success there, Tom. Thanks for the, sharing. Those, uh, those dads, they, they sure know what's right. <laughs> they do, don't they? I, I, you know, I, I can remember my father saying the exact same thing as a little boy. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you, you know. know? Yeah. I, actually, that's kind of how I got into the industry. It's just, you know, I happened to have a, a a friend that was in it and, you know, dragged me along and, you know, got me into the door. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it, I, like, I, I like the fact you also where you brought up and, and this has come up on this show many times over the years, you know, that that, hey, if you make a mistake, fess up. Uh, and don't wait to the last minute to tell your customer, Hey, I'm not going to be able to get that product to you, you know, or I can't get it to you on time. The, the minute, you know, tell them because most customers are, I don't care if you've made a mistake. Yeah, I care. I want my product, yeah. but, but don't leave me hanging. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. don't ghost me uh, because you're afraid to tell me yeah. uh, bad news. You know, I, I think yeah. people are much happier with, uh, with somebody being right up front with them. Yeah, you're 100 percent. You know, if, if you are right up front rather than letting it snowball and letting a couple of days go by, a week go by, 
you know, then it just turns into a, a, a huge, you know, disaster that you don't want. So, sure. you know, the minute that you have, you know, an idea that something might be wrong, it's it's good to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Something, and it goes something back. our moms taught us, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. 100%, right? And it, it kind of goes back to that, you know, you basically providing, you know, being honest is just part of that that good customer service. It's part of being, uh, you know, having having the values that are worthy of having a relationship with, right? If I find the companies where it's just, a, it's all about price. It's because, yeah, they don't bring anything else to the table, right? As far as like, you don't trust them. They're not going to do what they said they're going to do, that kind of thing. So um, pretty interesting stuff. All right. Well, Tom, we, we could talk about stuff like that all day, but uh, we want to talk to you about because of where you're at and what you do and stuff like that. We, this discussion about equipment and purchasing mm -hmm. and, and I know, um, you know, definitely for a lot of the folks in, in our industry, you know, they're thinking about it right now. It's the end of the year. You know, there's some potential benefits there from that side of it. But but re really, can can you talk to us a little bit about why, you know, especially as we get late in the year here, why people this is significant for people to be purchasing equipment typically? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's definitely some tax benefits, right, uh, by making purchases before the end of the year. Um, and so I do have a lot of people reaching out to me now and saying, hey, Tom, what's available on the on the secondhand market? You know, and uh, we want to try to take advantage of these tax benefits. Um, so that is is a, a huge thing. Um, you know, we have different kinds of equipment, you know, and what's important about the secondhand equipment is the availability of it, right? Sometimes when you're going to these manufacturers of new equipment and everything, they have lead times of anywhere from a few months to a year and a half, two years out, right? Sure. And it, we started to see that during COVID and it, it's come back a little bit, you know, uh, but now that just the shortage of labor and trying to assemble, uh, you know, machines with parts and stuff like that, it, it's still a longer than normal lead time. And yeah. so trying to get to your hands on a secondhand piece of equipment, you usually can have it within your shop, you know, within 30 days, maybe 60 days at the most. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, by making a purchase now on a, on a good use uh, secondhand equipment, you could have it, you know, in your shop, maybe by the end of the year or if not to start off the first of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Makes. Yeah. It makes total well, sense. I think that's a good point too. That 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 tax advantage isn't just for new equipment. I don't know that everybody realizes that. Yeah, yeah, good point. Correct. Well, I think. Correct. Yeah, and I think the other part, you know, that I I've seen with folks too, uh, we, we work in cycles, right? I mean, it's the end of the year, and so it's like, okay, restart that cycle. And so we've gone through, you know, eleven months at this point, and going looking back, going, okay, what do I need next year to take this to the next level? And you know. Uh, a lot of times that's equipment, you know, whatever those choices are, but we're, we're starting to think about that right now, right? Some people in, I know in my space specifically in the sublimation and gift market kind of, they're hair on fire right now. So they're probably going, not yet, Aaron, but <laughs> you know, other, other folks are kind of starting to wind down for the year. So um, I think that's an interesting point there too. Tom, any, uh, any feedback on that? No, you're just, you nailed it on the head, you know, capacities, people are looking at, okay, forecasting for next year, you know, is now the time to add equipment. Um, yeah. You know, one of the nice things about used equipment is your ROI, right? It's it's shorter, so it's a lot easier to justify a piece of used equipment 
versus new equipment that might come with that higher price tag and the ROIs just got twice as long now, it doubled, right? Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a benefit. For sure, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about your company so our listeners have an understanding. Uh, your company, Press sure. Room Solutions, you, you provide a lot of different services for customers. Kind of give us a rundown of what <clears throat> you do there at Press Room Solutions. Sure. Uh, one of the big things that's really become popular since we met you guys at, at the show is finding good, knowledgeable people nowadays. And, uh, you know, in the graphic arts industry, it, it's tough. You know, a lot of people have been retiring or moving to different industries, you know, and people are coming up with new opportunities to create uh, income. And so trying to find new knowledgeable people has been really tough. So what we've been doing is providing uh, skilled trade electrical and mechanical technicians to go out there, people that understand, you know, your equipment and understand the problems that you're having and know the value of that equipment running on a regular basis. Uh, so I have a few electricians on hand here that we just we keep them running all over the United States. So we got a guy that was in New Jersey and now he's traveling to New York this morning. Uh, and then after that, he goes down to Kentucky and then uh, possibly a job in Florida as well. Um, so it, it's really unfortunately, it's a dying breed. And we got to do better as a, a, you know, a country or whatever is to get people into those trades again that, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, uh, were huge, you know, people, um, a few years back decided, let's go to college. You know, the trades kind of died off there and we need the trades. Yeah. 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 It's a, that, that skills gap is, is a, such a important thing for all of us to realize, you know, it's like, Oh, it doesn't really affect me. It absolutely does. Right. You're not going to have what we need to, to do the things that are needed. And, um, it's why, yeah, you, you get me talking about skills USA and things like that. We'll, we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then to go along with that, you know, when we send our technicians into shops to try to help uh, problem solve or troubleshoot your equipment, if you're having issues, you know, a lot of times those guys are, are pounding the pavement and they're talking to the guys there and they find out other opportunities. Hey, we have this piece of equipment that we're looking to sell. Or, hey, you know, we're, we've been looking for this rare piece of equipment that can do this. Do you guys know of anything? So it kind of goes hand in hand with buying and selling the equipment, right? And what we can do is we act like a real estate agent where we come in and we try to market your equipment and try to get you top dollar. And it's a, a fair, open process, you know, that uh, that seems to be working well right now. Uh, you know, we have late model equipment. We have everything from, you know, uh, regular traditional printing stuff to we do have quite a bit of silkscreen stuff as well. You know, we have some M&R uh, silkscreen presses. We have screen makers and then screen coders as well. So we're trying to diversify. You know, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself and right. just focus. You Just like everything else, you got to change with the times, diversify and be able to be that guy that can help you. Yeah. So your team that <clears throat> excuse me, your team that goes on site, they let me let me boil this down. They're trained to say, hey, what's under that tarp over there? <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for new opportunities. You know, everybody in the company is a salesperson, so to speak, right? Uh, you know, from exactly. estimating to customer service to the owners, you know, everybody needs to have that hat on. You just look for opportunities. How can I help you as a company get better? 
Um, and by the way, if we can get you some cash for that equipment that's collecting a couple layers of dust on it, you know, <laughs> that's a win-win for everybody, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, and if wow. somebody's like moving their locations, you, you guys would get involved in, in helping with that as well? or Correct. 100%. You know, uh, a lot of times now people are just outgrowing their current facility and they're looking maybe to get into an updated facility, maybe newer electrical maybe bigger size. So what we can do is we can be that one-stop shop, be the project manager, uh, and then we locate all the equipment uh, for you. Um, we do uh, several new plant startups as well. Um, oh. We did a, a shop in Las Vegas here that we put two large pieces of equipment in traditional commercial uh, presses. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a, a commercial web press before, but uh, it's it's pretty amazing. It's It's kind of like a freight train. And yeah. we bought this equipment right. out of Mexico, two pe two presses out of Mexico, and wow. we uh, installed it into Las Vegas. So it was a great opportunity from start to finish. Each press took about a year by the time you were done removing it, shipping it and installing it. So wow. uh, it, we're hands on the whole time. Uh, you know, the experience that we have, we can help guide you and hold your hand. Uh, and we've been down this road. We know what to look for. Um, and uh, how to help prevent downtime and make it just a seamless process for you guys. That's awesome. Wow. It sounds like some amazing stuff that you're doing over there. And um, I know we've talked a little bit about this, but I, I want to make sure that people understand this. One of the services that you're talking about there is that buying and selling. And and so from both sides of this, what are what are some of the reasons why we need to be looking more at the secondhand uh, equipment, uh, the used equipment. What, what's, what are, like I said, you already mentioned a few of these um, reasons for us, but maybe go a little bit deeper into those for us. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, like we said, shorter ROI, the availability, right. Um, the other thing too, is, is like, we kind of compare it to like the used car market or maybe even uh, uh, buying and selling houses. Right. Um, sometimes somebody else's mistake is your, your cherry on top, so to speak. Um, maybe they bought a piece of equipment and they lost the business. And this might be a fully loaded piece of equipment with all the bells and whistles on it, you know, and they lost the business now. So it might be a, a year or two old and it could bring value to your company. So it's it's a win-win for everybody. You know, somebody might be able to get out from underneath the payment, but yet at the same time, uh, somebody that's looking to buy it, you know, is still getting a great deal because they're saving that new price and still getting a fairly late model piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah, that that's. I think there's such such good value there, right? I mean, it's when you talk about ROI and, and, and whatnot, the, the value that's brought to the table by, and then, you know, the discussion we had with Wayne two weeks ago, Hey, I got it right. Um, <laughs> was, uh, you know, really important to this piece too, right. That, that now, instead of it being in the throwaway, right. This is quote unquote recycled. There's some, some sustainability aspect to, to the secondhand market as well that, uh, I don't think it's talked about enough. So, um, yeah, I have to think there's also some uh, some level of uh, of confidence that people have. I mean, you can you can go to a, a local business that's selling a screen printing press, and 
Well, yeah, um, this guy is selling it himself. But if it's going through somebody like yourself, I think people feel like mm, yeah, this has been checked out. They 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 know they know the equipment. They know what they're selling. They're just not uh, <laughs> they're just not saying, oh yeah, it works. It's all good. <laughs> is that you know- you know, that's the one thing that we bring to the table, too, is we have partnerships. Uh, we can have third-party technicians that can give a fair We can send them in on your behalf, and they can audit it. No relationship to us. You know, obviously, we want to help you guys. Um, but, yes, we send in third-party technicians to go ahead and audit the equipment and give us a report. You know, what would you grade this out of, you know, of a 10 scale? Would it be a 5, a 7? Are there any issues that we need to look for? Uh, moving forward type of thing. Um, and we also, we we act as an escrow account. So that way we can make sure that, hey, you're getting everything that was promised to you and we're not going to pay until, you know, we get everything. So it's it's a fairly bulletproof system that's been around for years. And, you know, talking about used equipment too, you know, one thing that we can do is we can go ahead and like, you were talking about with Wayne is we can go ahead and remanufacture some of this equipment, right? We can go ahead if we see, if we did an audit and we find out areas of maybe the equipment might be worn out, you know, we can go ahead and replace some of that stuff or we can paint it. So that way the people at your company are proud of the equipment that they have and they want to take care of that equipment for years to come. Sometimes when you do buy, you know, secondhand equipment, if it's not looking as sharp as it once could, um, you know, people don't take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk a little bit more about that whole reliability uh, situation. What What are some of the misconceptions out there about buying uh, uh, previously owned equipment? You know, uh, there's there's a lot of them out there, but the the main thing is is you know people are worried, right? They're they're worried about hey. How how am I guaranteed or get how am I given a warranty that this equipment's actually going to run right or how do I know that I'm not just buying somebody else's problem you know there must be a reason why they're selling that type of thing yeah. and that's not the case you know you got to kind of drill down a little bit and find out more reasons right you got to find out hey maybe they lost their business or maybe their business even outgrew that equipment and they had to get more capacity um, so. By doing your, your due, due diligence, um, by going ahead and asking for maybe service records, hey, what's going on? You know, and, and owners, they'll be open and honest with you. You know, hey, is there any issues that you guys are having with this? And they'll say, well, you know, it doesn't work all the time or whatever. And then we say, OK, can you explain the issues? Let's take you know a look at this and see what we can do. And at that time, then we start working with our technicians and, and, and you know, picking their brains. Hey, guys, you know. Uh, what do you guys think about trying to fix this piece of equipment? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the, uh, you know, and, and I've bought used equipment before as well. And, and, you know, sometimes it just fits the, a little niche in your, in your business. But on the flip side of that, you know, a lot of times businesses go a different direction. I, I, I've talked to people recently who say, you know, I'm doing DTF transfers now and I hardly ever use my screen printing equipment. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It just means our business is going this direction Thanks. and it used to be going that direction, you know? So there's, yep. there's, there's a lot of that today, I believe. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Yep. All right. I got a couple of uh, comments from Wayne over here that I uh, wanted to, to get in as well. He says, uh, 
sorry, I'm cutting your face off there, there, Tom, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> when, when you're working with dealers like Tom, they're experts at buying and selling equipment that matches the needs. Um, I think that's a fantastic point. Um, and then he, he said, I was just a very quick look at PressExchange.com. Just presses. I found one from 1952 that's still running. So uh, that's right. Cool. <laughs> you know, uh, previous experiences, we used to call it like the monster garage, right? We can make dreams come true. So if we can start with a piece of equipment and you want all the bells and whistles, we can add bells and whistles. If you want it to be a certain color to match the rest of your building, we can add that color to it. So nice. it is it is remanufacturing um, and keeping it up. Uh, so that way, like I said, your employees take pride in it and they're happy to work with it and you know come to work every day. Love it. I love it. All right, Tom. Well, we, we love sharing tips with our listeners and, and we know you've got plenty of great tips available for us. And so I, I guess the tips we'd love to hear from you is what, what are some purchasing tips for us if, if we are in that uh, used equipment market? You know, the, the first one is, is to find somebody that you can trust, right? Somebody that will go to bat for you. Um, unfortunately, there are some people that have bad reputations out there, but uh, so find somebody that you can trust and that you're confident in and work with them. Um, similar to like a real estate agent, work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Don't get, you know, I wouldn't suggest getting, you know, four or five people out there um, trying to help on your behalf because then it becomes overwhelming. All right. All of a sudden you're getting stuff from four or five people and you don't know which way to, to look. Right. Because you're like. You got stuff all over, so work with one so that way it's not overwhelming, it's easy when you get to to looking at equipment, it's always best to do an inspection. Right. Um, to spend this kind of money, it's an investment for your company. If you can do an inspection and one of the nice things that we've been able to do with inspections is you can even do a virtual inspection. Uh, since COVID, virtual inspections, just kind of like what we're doing right now, you know, where you have one guy at the shop and he can put the phone up and you can walk through. You can talk to the technicians that are operating uh, the equipment. You can talk to maybe the maintenance department and see, hey, guys, do you have any kind of maintenance logs on this equipment? Has, yeah. has um, regular maintenance been taken care of? How often is that? Um, maybe they might even have a service contract with an OEM that they come in on X amount of days and, and do that. So getting the maintenance logs is, is huge. And then just like I said, talking to the people that are operating, are you guys having any issues with this? Um, is it smooth? What What is it like? And that seems to, to be the right way to go about it. Yeah. 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 Those are some great tips. Wonderful. Yeah. I think, and, and Terry, you even mentioned earlier too the, um, the concept of, you know, working with somebody like Tom can really bring that extra peace of mind to the table, you know, <laughs> you know, and especially if, if it's uh, a new piece of equipment, a new to you piece of equipment, that may be a little bit different than what you're currently doing. Maybe you're going to add a new process. Um, and, and yeah, I've mentioned this here on the show before, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, if you don't know that equipment, it's hard to judge whether what you're getting, you know. And so it would be so much better to go through somebody who who's basically acts your as your agent to to make sure you're getting what that person is saying. And 
And, uh, you know, we had talked before about um, purchasing directly from end users. That's a, that's a scary thing, especially if you don't know the equipment. Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, that is a risk to take if, you, if you're buying directly from one user to another user. You know, like I said, one of the values that we bring is, you know, we're kind of like an escrow account uh, to make sure that everybody gets what they thought and both parties can walk away saying, okay, I feel good about this deal. You know, my shop, maybe the guy that sold it, he wants his shop cleaned out. The floor needs to be brushed and, and polished like there was nothing ever there before. And then the guy that's buying the equipment gets that piece of equipment, everything that's listed he gets and it's an operation. And then on top of that, what we can do too is we can also offer uh, training you know, to your, to your employees, the operators that might be using that uh, equipment, you know, whether it is a few days or maybe even a week or two, um, we can provide shift coverage as well. Uh, maybe like in the summertime when you have all those vacation requests put in and you're like, <laughs> holy cow, you know, we're starting to run thin. <laughs> what can we do here? So that's something as well that we bring to the table is uh, shift wow. coverage, you know, uh, primarily it is in the mechanical and electrical side of things for maintenance departments, but operators as well. Wow. That's awesome. So, I mean, your first thought when you hear the, the company is, Hey, I can go there and buy some equipment, but you're, you're offering much, much, much more than that. Yeah. You know, we're trying to be just like our name, the, the solution to your, your press room, so to speak. Right. And it, it goes beyond the press room. It, it goes to, uh, you know, post press. It goes to the silkscreen department, whatever it might be. If there's an issue, you know, chances are we've probably seen it before and we can help uh, provide guidance of how to come up with a, a good solution for you. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really All right, stuff. Tom. So where can our listeners find more, find out more and, and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. So again, our, our website is pressroomsolutionsllc.com. And on that website, you know, we have different varieties of services that we offer. Um, we can offer uh, plant liquidations, plant relocations, uh, new equipment, uh, installation or, or rigging. Uh, a lot of times the OEMs, uh, they need help with rigging it in here locally or something like that. So that's uh, one of the things that we can offer. Uh, but our website does a great job, uh, you know, detailing all the services that we can provide. Um, one of the things that we haven't even touched about was parts. You know, we have a wide variety of uh, parts and we have access to pretty much everything. Um, so if it's hard to find parts or obsolete parts, that's that's really in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, just quick question here from one of our regular listeners here. Dot Tone Dan says, Tom, a lot of used auto buyers will also be looking for printing training using your presses. Do you offer any any training? I know you talked a little bit about about training. Uh, how does that work? Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, depending on, on what your requirements are, we offer training. We can do it by a day-to-day -day schedule or an hourly schedule, or uh, there is benefits of buying blocks of time in one lump sum because then you can get a discount. So, uh, you know, we're definitely flexible with, you know, the customer and we'll work to tailor a solution around your needs. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. All right. You know, Tom, I, I have a I have a customer on Monday that is having their front storefront window taken out, it's downtown storefront taken out, 
to load in a piece of equipment. And I thought of you and I'm, I'm going to keep a note of you. And <laughs> yeah, so because, you we've know. done stuff like that all the time. You know, we've done where, where people have their shop on the second or third floor and, you know, you, you got to open up that window and load it through the window. Uh, we've done projects all over the world, Australia, China, uh, Brazil, wow. um, Canada, and uh, you, you never know what you're going to face. And you got to be able to roll with the punches, so to speak, and figure out a, a solution to get that equipment yeah. in there. Well, I'm going to keep your business card in my back pocket because uh, I, I run into this more than uh, more than you might imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we are in business. You wouldn't believe the amount of uh, people that have problems, but chances are, you know, uh, we can help provide a solution for that problem. Yep. I love it. Awesome. Just like your name says there, Press Room Solutions, Tom. Love it. Go keep finding a solution. I think that's a really good point for all of our listeners in general, just not even talking about equipment. Like just be like Tom, right? Be be that solution provider for your customers and you'll be amazed at how quickly that helps your business. So you just got to be able to think outside the box, right? You know, you yep. can't just go in with the blindfolds and, you know, just look straight forward. You got to be able to think and come up with different kinds of solutions. Yep. Or outside the crate, as it were. <laughs> there we go. And communicating, communicating, right? Bouncing ideas off each other. I have a couple of great partners that I work closely with in the industry. And uh, me and them, we're always on the phone bouncing ideas. Hey, have you ever seen this? Or have you ever seen that? Or, you know, how do you think I should go about coming up with this answer? You know, type of thing. And uh, we work openly and honestly. And, you know, there's times that I bring him in on, on calls with my customers. And there's times that he brings me in on his calls with his customers. And, uh, you know, I think it provides confidence with the customers then too to say, hey, you know, maybe I don't know all the answers for this piece of equipment, but I do know somebody that does. And we're going to work with him for guidance. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Tom. Well, this has been a great conversation. We really appreciate your time and uh, wish you nothing but the, the best and look forward to uh, catching up with you again soon. Sounds good, guys. I really appreciate it. This was uh, my first podcast. so. Put a star on me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> exactly right. Well, you great get the gold star. Again, you definitely earned it, Tom. Good job. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care, Tom. See ya. Bye, guys. Thank you. See you later. <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. Look at, look at us, Terry, bringing bringing people to the podcast world. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We we have done that many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it it's like if if Terry and I can do it, you can do it. That's kind of the mm -hmm. motto we have. <laughs> you know, at least we don't get uh, as much of the. Wait, I'm going to be on camera as we used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember those days. But uh, we're, we're thanks, thanks to unfortunately to COVID that actually is that uh, has not come up since. Um, all right, well, great conversation with Tom. We really appreciate him uh, spending some time with us here today, Terry, and, and learn a lot. I, I love kind of just thinking about new ways to you know, improve our businesses and and, yeah, and different exactly ways right. to go about it. And, and, um, and, and somebody that can be a a, a full one hundred percent solution to to a situation like that, because you know a lot a lot of uh, decorators out there. When you say, "Well, the the machine has to go through a thirty six inch door," and you don't have one, they they're like, "Well, now what?" <laughs> yeah. So Tom's company has those those types of solutions. So yeah, love it, love awesome it. Awesome to hear. All, all right, well, Terry, um, I know we got. Uh, Secret sauce coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, 
We've got one more week to go, less less than a week actually, because uh, Clock is voting ticking. will be done next Thursday night at uh, I think I said 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Central Time, something like that. And uh, so you can still get your votes in. Um, so you've got time, and uh, just head over to tworegularguys.com forward slash Reggie's. It's on the little banner above us if you're watching live, but if you're you're tuned in the podcast version. But let's you, you want to take a quick second and just go through the uh, categories and the nominees one more time? Let's yeah, kinda... absolutely. You want to go back and forth? Or... Yeah, that's fine. Why don't you start us off? Okay, the 2023 Fresh Impact Product Award, product of the year, uh, as it were. Mm-hmm. The nominees are Sawgrass Printmate. Pinch Perfect Tumblr Tool, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Romeo and Juliet uh, Caesar Cutters. Yay! Look at you. <laughs> I did it. That's why I had to back up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt myself about to say Caesar. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Or what it looks like. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Three <laughs> D Puff Pro Tool and the Epson F twenty two seventy DTG printer. Awesome. All right. Well, the next category, Terry, is the 2023 Customer Care Spotlight Awards, kind of customer service award. So the nominees are Michael Kaminsky from Sublimation 101, Pilar Harrison from the Rhinestone World, Vic Patel from Craft Express, Amanda Jordan from True Digital Artistry, Evan Gordon from Sawgrass, and Todd Downing from Fat Dad Custom Designs. Awesome. The 2023 Industry Education Excellence Award. We put all those education type uh, uh, folks into the, this single category this year. And the nominees are Michael Kaminsky from Sublimation 101, Lori Donovan, Sawgrass Workshops, Nikki Ademkowitz, The Sassy Subber, Aaron Montgomery, Our Success Group, and Todd Downing, Fat Dad's Custom Designs. Oh, and yeah. I'm sorry. And on the next page, Matt Vasallo, the rhinestone world. <laughs> oh, whoops, it flipped over there. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one is the 2023 Decorators Hub Trade Show Awards. And uh, so uh, the nominees were the Applique Getaway, uh, Dax Tinley Park, Illinois, uh, Impressions Expo in Long Beach, the Everything Embroidery Market, and the Pinners Conference. Awesome. All right, the 2023 Rising Star Award. This is for uh, someone under 40 in our industry. Uh, the nominees are Abby Carrillo with Craft Express. It could be Carrillo. I'm not sure. <laughs> Adam Fuller from BJJ Hats, uh, who, who will be a part of this uh, category for the next mm, 27 years. <laughs> uh, Adrian Palmer, Amanda Jordan from True Digital Artistry. Ashley Dodd from uh, Apericium uh, <laughs> Design Company and Jelena Caffs. There you go. Uh, next time, I'm just going to read the names if I have to read that one, Terry, but um, <laughs> not the companies. <laughs> All right. The next the category is the 2023 Women's Voice Awards. And uh, the nominees were Megan Rodenhouse, Christine Shreve, Pilar Harrison, Adrian Palmer, and Martha Kaminsky. Very good. The 2023 Two Regular Guys Podcast Guest Star Award. The nominees are Vic Patel, Jay Bussell, Eric Campbell, Jed Seifert from Stakes Manufacturing, and Scott Fresner. There we go. And uh, the final category, kind of our best 
picture best actor whatever you would call it uh, uh, along those lines the 2023 industry ambassador awards and the nominees this year are Lori donovan matt vasallo nikki Ademkowitz, eric campbell justin lawrence and marvin pearden so uh right. make sure that you guys get over to two regular guys.com forward slash reggies and uh, see if i can find that banner it's, it's around here somewhere <laughs> maybe <laughs> there we go uh two guys.com forward slash reggies and uh voting will uh go through december 7th at 5 p.m central time finally got to my notes there and then the next morning on the show we will have as many of those winners joining us to accept their awards and we still got to come up with the questions we're going to ask them terry but uh, it's all, always fun I I, it. it's, yeah i've got my <laughs> tuxedo shirt around here somewhere i may even i don't know I've got confetti cannons sitting over there, so we'll see if I can get my wife out of the house. Your wife must not be listening to the show today. <laughs> she might be, so maybe I just ruined it, but we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no All right. confetti cannons. <laughs> I love it. All right, Terry. Well, what uh, big book of travels, what's it saying these days? Well, I have my complete screen printing business course. Uh, I'm going to be at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix, January 13th and 14th. Uh, I'm going to be in Chicago with my friends at Atlas Screen Supply on March 9th and 10th. I'm going to be in the Equipment Zone booth in Long Beach for Impressions Expo January 19th or 21st. I'm also going to be hosting a Q&A on Saturday featuring Mel Lay, Stan Banks, and Zach uh, Acorn. And that will be at the end of their three-hour session. I'll come in for about 30 minutes and do a little Q&A with the audience and with cool. uh, with those guys. And I'm going to be, be speaking at the Impressions Expo in Atlantic City uh, with my presentation, Everything You've Heard About DTG and DTF Printing on the Internet is Wrong. That's going to be Friday, March 22nd. <laughs> Watch for all of my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. How about you, Aaron? I love your seminar titles, Terry. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> um, oh, I got uh, wrapped up. Don't forget to go to terrycombs.com. I forgot to put that banner on the screen. So, so um, Eric, I'm not doing a very good job, so we need you back, buddy. All right. <laughs> um, so for me, a uh, big thing happening right now is to just uh, we're actually just through our 10th episode. So 11 will be next Wednesday, uh, Wednesday mornings. We're doing what we're calling OSG Live. It's an awesome collaboration with uh, a couple of friends, Tanya Dosher and Becky Kotzer, who are also part of the OSG community, as well as my wife. So the four of us, uh, we've been dubbed the Fab Four. I think I just get to tag along with the Fab Three, but uh, it's all good. Um, we get to explore the power of gratitude. We get to celebrate wins. And then we've got three segments, uh, Wellness Toolbox, Small Business Success Gems, and the Uncommon Mindset. So we're, we're packing a whole bunch of information into an hour. And uh, you can tune in at liveosg.com every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. And you can also go to liveosg.com and uh, watch all of the previous episodes. And um, it, it's a lot of, a lot of fantastic information there. So um, I'm really proud of what we've pulled together on Wednesday mornings. and, and Kudos to Tanya, Kylene, and Becky for all of their effort to make it uh, an amazing show every Wednesday morning. So that's what I've got going on. Um, got some other things in the works, some other things coming up, uh, just signing some contracts for next year. But I'm not ready to talk about 2024 yet, Terry. I'm just not going to do it yet. Oh, so. secrets. You have secrets? It's just uh, not really secrets, but <laughs> okay, secrets. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, next, coming soon. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Eric, uh, he is going to be around for the take up. It looks like this afternoon. Um, so episode 176, a brand new digitizers Q&A. And it's going to be a short episode. He's going to talk about the pitfalls that newly minted digitizers fall for and take live questions on getting to grips with embroidery digitizing as a newbie. So if you want to head over to ericcampbell.com and click the take up tab at the top, you'll find all the episodes and you can join in right there. You can also, you, uh, you know, Aaron, uh, everybody that knows Eric personally just chuckled at for a short episode. Oh, uh, that's so funny because yeah, he told me not too long ago that uh, he was going to have a short episode, and and he we we kind of work on the same Streamyard account here, and and so I always get them and and download them so we, we can because we got to store them right. <laughs> oh, there's an hour and forty minutes. That was your short episode, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I love it. That's what I said. Short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't two hours. I'm like, okay, got you. <laughs> He, he's just got so much great information, and I love that yeah. he's willing to share that with folks. So uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, speaking of sharing, uh, he will be teaching the Embroidery Technique Toolkit Workshop with uh, Justin Armenta and Joe Kramer at the Impressions Expo out there in Long Beach, California. So uh, make sure you check that out if you want to learn how to break the rules, create elevated 3D puff embroidery, and captivate customers with specialty stitching. This is your class. So check that out. Join all three of them for three back-to-back -back sessions, followed by digitizing office hours, right? Uh, I think that's a really cool concept of just, just yeah. kind of Q&A. So it's happening on January 18th. Um, make sure that you check that out. And then uh, look for announcements soon about the DAX show, the first one in February. And Eric is teaching there. Uh, I am teaching there. I don't know, Terry, did you get a contract for, for that? Uh at which show? The Dax I was shows? making a note. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. At the Dax shows. Uh, I am not going to be uh, doing Dax this year. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, You know what? You told me that and I just totally spaced it. We, we so. had a whole conversation about it. We did. We did. I apologize. <laughs> I had Thanksgiving dinner between that time, Terry, so I'm still full. All right. <laughs> well, sir, uh, the moment we've all been waiting for, it's secret sauce time. Are you uh, ready to deliver us some secret sauce? I am ready for secret sauce. Here we go. All right, today's secret sauce is about proper screen mesh tension. It's all about the screen. That's why it's called screen printing. Screen mesh loses tension over time, and unfortunately, most decorators try to hold on to those screens long after they're prime. The majority of screen printers today use static aluminum frames. Some people still use wood frames. There are also retentionable frames available, but that's for another secret sauce. Proper tension is uh, applicable to any type of screen frame. So let's start with the basics. Screen mesh tension is measured in newtons. This is the measurement of deflection or how much give the mesh has when uh, weight is applied to it. So what's the proper mesh tension for garment printing? Ideal tension is 25 to 35 newtons. Uh, I could print a perfect full-color photographic image on a black t-shirt with these screens. 15 to 20 newtons is acceptable since most screen printing production is one and two colors. A uh, 15 to 25 newton screen is, is going to be fine. Screens with tension as low as 10 newtons need to be taken out of your rotation. So here's some good news, though. 
Many suppliers offer a trade-in program, so you can send them your old frames and they'll offer you a discount on new properly tensioned screens. And if your supplier doesn't do it, call around. There are lots of folks who do this, uh, who offer this. So what's the big deal? What happens when your screens have poor tension? One issue can be fabric wave. Just like when you put new sheets on your bed and you smooth out the wrinkles, your screen mesh can get a wave of fabric from the pressure of the squeegee when you're pulling or pushing the squeegee. Uh, that means when that squeegee goes across the image, you could get a smear at the edge of the image. That There's ink in that wave of fabric and it has no place to go, so it causes a little smear in the image. The majority of issues is release from the garment. So when you lift the screen uh, after the print, you hear a pop, and a lot of screen printers, when I talk about this in my classes, they're like, look at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you hear that pop. That means the mesh stuck to the, to, stuck to the ink on the shirt and didn't release well. So uh, that can cause a rough feel to the print, rough actual texture to the print. Uh, on uh, or on a dark garment, you might see white speckles in the color ink. That's because you printed your white underbase with a low tension screen, then flashed that rust surface, and then the white peeks through the colors printed on top. That that's a popular problem I get calls about. So a poorly tensioned screen will cause print quality issues. So do I need to buy a tension meter? You use a tension meter on the screen mesh to measure the newtons. Uh, if you have retentionable frames, yes, you have to have a tension meter to retension that mesh. If you have static aluminum or, or wood frames like most screen printers use, you don't have to have one, but put it on your wish list. It's nice to have. Uh, without a tension meter, you'll have to pay closer attention to your mesh and watch for it sticking to the garment or, or feeling soft when you press on the mesh with your with your fingertip. So in screen printing, it's all about the screen. Properly tensioned screen mesh will get you 90% there. That's my secret sauce for today. Wow, good stuff there. And <laughs> this is going to be sad, Terry, so you can make fun of me all you need to. Um, I finally, in your explanation about the Newtons of the screen, I finally realized why it was called a Newton. So anyhow. Oh, it's, it's not after Fig Newton. No, it's no, not after not. Newton, Massachusetts, which is what Fig Newtons are named after. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. No, it, the actual scientist Newton. Yes, I got it. it makes sense now. All about uh, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, apple. The apple just hit me in the head. Apparently, <laughs> I love it. All right. You know, when the Amish have a have a have a new idea, it's like a it's like a candle lights above their heads. Are you aware of that? <laughs> I thought we were done with dad jokes for the day today. Come on. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, great secret sauce, Terry. Thank you so much for that wonderful information. Uh, we want to thank Tom Riley from Press Room Solutions for joining us today. Great information there and, and lots of really good stuff to think about as it comes to that time of year to potentially be bringing some new equipment in uh, or, or secondhand. But uh, either way, you can call Tom, call Terry, whoever you need. They got you covered. Um, so we really appreciate Tom's time today. And uh, what a great show, Terry. And hey, we want to, even though Eric's not with us today, wish him well. And and uh, thanks for all the other uh, all the other months and years that you've been there pressing the buttons and turning the wheels. We appreciate yes. you very much, Eric. 
Yeah, we definitely do. And and uh, even without him being here, he still made uh, his uh, presence felt in the show. He he had all the banners ready for me and everything else. So we, I didn't we got the late to, uh, message from him. OK, I did all of this stuff. You guys are good to go. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, all right. So all I had to do was push buttons and, and it worked out just fine. So thank you very much, Eric. And uh, Terry, next week, big, exciting show. We just talked about it a little bit earlier, but we're going to be announcing the 2023 Reggie Awards. So uh, excited to see who our winners are going to be and and uh, get them on here to uh, get them to accept their awards. So uh, if you're one of those uh, nominees, uh, keep uh, your eyes peeled to your emails uh, sometime late Thursday night. <laughs> And if you haven't voted yet, get out there and do it today. Don't wait till Thursday and then call Aaron and say, hey, can I get my vote in? I know it's eight o'clock. He's going to say no. (laughs) I've gotten really good at saying no. I'm going to do it. (laughs) All right. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.